Queer Business Success, the podcast for LGBTQIA business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, caregivers, and the allies who love our community. We tell the stories of why our businesses were formed, who we serve, our challenges and successes, and we offer sound advice to our fellow queer entrepreneurs. Our hope is to inspire, enlighten, and highlight the services that our LGBTQIA businesses and allies offer. If we can do this, so can you. We believe that we need more LGBTQIA business owners, not only for our community, but for a better world. Here's our host, Anne-Marie Zanza. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Queer Business Success. I am so excited to have Penny Phoenix on the show today. Penny is the anti-capitalist entrepreneur, a marketing strategist for weird humans who just want to build their business businesses that actually make sense for their brains. She's also the CEO of Phoenix Virtual Pro, an all-in-one platform designed to help online entrepreneurs build everything they need in one place with real community and support. Welcome to the show, Penny. It's nice to nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, especially recording this in Pride Month. Hell yeah. Yeah. And also too, it's just a record, so there's no video. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so since you identify as queer, can you tell us a little bit about your queer story? I did not know that I was queer for a really long time. I actually left home at 18, moved from Alabama to Alaska to get as far away from Alabama as I possibly could, and met um, what would be my first husband and became a step-parent to three kids at the ripe old age of 18. I was in that relationship for like six years and then finally divorced him after I had my own kid and had some mom friends who were very kind about being like, hey, just FYI, this is not really super normal cool. Um, And then I was just single for a couple of years. This was in the time when like Tinder and Bumble and OkCupid, like those were all very popular. I I guess they still are, but like the first time I was dating, dating apps were not a thing. And so I was like new in this whole world. And so when I got to the setting of like, who are you looking for a man or a woman or both? I was like, both. (laughs) And then it took me forever to ever match with any women because, uh, I don't know, it was just, just felt more difficult, I guess. And I just, I never really came out other than that to like do anything. I lived in Atlanta for a while and then I moved to Florida and then I finally matched with my wife and we immediately U-hauled. She asked me to marry her a month after we met and we got married six months later. And my coming out conversation with my parents was literally me calling them and being like, hey, I'm dating a woman. Uh, She's going to ask me to marry her next week. I met her three weeks ago and I need you to not freak out. I need you to be excited for me so that you can actually get invited to this wedding because we were not on good terms for the first one. And my mom was very mad at me for that. So Mm -hmm. I gave her the heads up so that she could process whatever emotions she had and actually make it to our second, which she did. So, Um, um, and when you called her, was she appropriately surprised and happy? She asked me if it was a sex thing. And then I said, the answer is no. But did you really want the answer to that question? (laughs) What if it was yes? Why would you ask that? Because 
straight people always think that gay relationships are just about sex. Yep. And, and we know that's not true, but you know, a lot of times that's where people start. Sometimes people grow beyond that when they realize it, but, but that's where most, most straight people think that. Most straight mom. people think that my mother is a character all on her own. Um, <laughs> we're estranged. She took me out of the will when I married my wife because she was afraid of my wife stealing her money, but then she stole a million dollars from her brother and her sister. So she's just an interesting person all around. She sounds like it. So let's <laughs> talk about business. So tell me, I'm like looking at what you do and I'm really curious about a lot of it, but what led you to start your business and what is your background in? So my background is bizarre. I started teaching babies how to swim. That was my first job. That's what I stuck with. And I climbed that ladder really fast. I, you know, started as a lifeguard, then I got my WSI, and then I was a manager, and then I was the aquatics director at Eielson Air Force Base by like 19 years old. Um, then I became a lifeguard instructor, then became a lifeguard instructor teacher. Then I started teaching first aid for the Red Cross. Like I went nosedived into nerding out on all of that. Um, and then I was also the step parent to the kids. So I would like do the swimming and then I would be the stay at home mom and I would do the swimming and be the stay at home mom. And when I finally left that first relationship, I went back to teaching kids how to swim um, until my son got to be about four and me working the afternoons and evenings didn't work with a kid that had a school schedule. We never saw each other and I was a single parent. So a buddy of mine got me a position as a data entry specialist at this company that did allergy tests in the accounting department. And within six months, I had helped the company switch from losing half a million dollars to making seven and a half million just by repairing the relationships between the people who had to work together inside of the accounting department so that the right information got to the right people so that we could send it off to the insurance companies and get the payouts from that. Um, I was running this accounting department within six months, but then, and this is a completely true story. The CFO made a dirty remark about the CEO's wife in a private meeting that I was not even a part of. And the CEO threw a man tantrum, fired the CFO and fired everybody the CFO had hired, including me. So, wow. so then I went and got a degree in like a semester. I finished like 56 credits. I dabbled in accounting in Florida a little bit while I was meeting my wife, I was that asshole that turned on the Christmas music for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got a random hunk of child support. And my wife looks at me and she's like, you are bored to tears. Go start your own business. Go do your own thing. Quit your job and just try. Mm -hmm. And so what I ended up doing was I started with like leadership management. I was going to teach leaders how to be better managers. So they could better take care of their people mm -hmm. because that's what I did to help that company go from losing half a million to making seven and a half. It wasn't really about the numbers, about the relationships inside of the company that made such a massive difference. And I learned how to do that kind of stuff because I had to talk really obstinate children into putting their face in the water over and over and over and over again. And so I'm really good at empathizing with people and moving them towards a goal in a way that feels good to them and makes them feel seen, heard, and understood. Mm -hmm. That almost immediately translated into me doing copy, which translated into me doing launch strategy and marketing strategy. And where we're sitting now 
is I have something that I call the four business brains. And I use those four personality and energy types to figure out who you are and who your audience is and where the matchup is between what you have to offer and what their nervous system needs in order to be able to buy. And then I also host um, Get Shit Done workshops for those of us who love to do things, get really inspired. And if we don't make a task all the way to the end, it never actually gets done. Mm -hmm. um, so I host those to get it all the way done on the platform that I run, Phoenix Virtual Pro, which is honestly just as mediocre as every other platform out there. It just has really good customer service because my whole entire thing is community is our way out of this. And the more that we dive into community, we can take these things that may not be the best and make them good enough for us to build something amazing. So, so I was reading about, you said they have everything they need in one place. So what is, what, what is everything that an entrepreneur, entrepreneur needs? So at least on a back end, this is coming from a platform space. So you're still going to need strategy from people. You still may need somebody to write your copy. But what Phoenix Virtual provides, what Phoenix Virtual Pro provides is um, unlimited funnels, unlimited websites. You can add as many domains as you want. It will do email workflows so that you can um, send somebody a freebie, tag them, nurture them, pull them into your things. They have checkout pages and sales pages. You can even host your memberships and your courses there. There's even um, a space for you to do an affiliate program for your own stuff. So you can give other people affiliate codes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very similar to like Kajabi or Kartra or ClickFunnels with the benefit that you don't have to merge your calendar from Calendly into ClickFunnels. You don't have to merge, you know, convert kit into Kajabi, everything is all in one place. And so it all is designed to work together. It's designed so that you know you have something um, that is scheduled with this person and then you can follow up with them and you can see the pipeline of clients that are coming through and keep an eye on everything all in one place. So it's one password, one platform, one thing you have to remember instead of all these different places and trying to connect all of them so it sounds like it's like flows a lot mm -hmm. but it also has the click funnels and like the click fun funnels funnels similar and mm -hmm. being able to host the websites yep. um, as well is there anything I'm missing I think that's it it does calendars and scheduling so it can replace Calendly and Acuity it does funnels and websites so it's going to replace WordPress Wix uh, Click Funnels, Kajabi, Kartra. It has courses and memberships. So that's replacing Kajabi, Thinkific, Teachable, Kartra, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, your affiliate software is also inside of it. Um, and it's a pipeline. So if you use something like Pipedrive to keep track of your CRM, that is also in there as well. And um, you said and community. You said real community. Tell me about that. What does that mean? That to me... We have a, right now we're pretty small. So we have a small team behind the scenes that does the actual customer service tech. Mm -hmm. And our purpose behind it is to save you from the YouTube rabbit holes, the Reddit rabbit holes, the Google searches, the how do I describe my problem nonsense, because mm -hmm. you can actually book a call with us to 
say, hey, here's my problem, and we will just go ahead and take a hold of your screen and walk you through, okay, well, here's how you need to set up this calendar. Here's how you need to set up this funnel. Because community comes from actually helping people to do what it is that they need to get done and not demanding that they are hyper individual and figuring their own shit out by themselves. And so my answer to this, uh, to all of these tech issues was, again, I don't think that this platform is, you know, miles away better than Kajabi or Kartra. It's very similar. It does the same things. And there's really only so much you can a ball is a ball at at the end at of the some day. Point. Yeah, at the end of the day. But what is different is that I actually give a shit about whether or not your funnel gets up today. So okay. when you say I need help, you have a real live human that comes on and has the patience to walk you through whatever it is and isn't going to shame you because you're not some tech bro who obviously knew how to work the thing. It's So can I ask you who I know this I'm like because as somebody who is on the cusp between Gen X and a baby boomer, mm-hmm. um, I and I'm pretty tech savvy because I've had to become tech savvy to do this business. What I hate to the core of my being, can you tell me what I'm going to say? I can't actually. I'm, I'm I hate no. bots, chatbots. Yep. I hate when I have a real question that the chatbot has never seen before. I, I like, I get angry. So for example, a couple airlines now, you mm-hmm. can't even talk to a person. Yeah, talk it's to not, a real human. It's, it's well, you t- sometimes you do talk to a human, but it's, you know, through texting, which I also hate. <laughs> so we so, don't have the staff to be available via chat 24-7. Reality is I'm over here doing stuff like this where I'm talking to you on a podcast interview, or I'm, you know, messing around in Canva, making super pretty bright things to go post on Facebook. And so what we decided was we're not even going to pretend that we have that kind of coverage. What we're going to do is we're going to have an email address you can email at us at with a 24-hour response expectation mm-hmm. and a calendar that you can book time on. And mm-hmm. so instead of promising that it's going, that your problem will be there and fixed immediately, we say, listen, we're human and we're going to interact with you as a human. And that means it may take a little bit longer for us to fix it, but you're getting an actual human who's going to walk through this with you in the way that you want to be walked through it with. So if you're somebody who's like, please, I don't want to get on a call. I don't want to get on Zoom. Just fix this thing for me. We got you. Shoot us an email. Tell us what's wrong we'll fix it. If Mm -hmm. you are somebody who is like, I really just want you to show me this once so that I know how to do it the next time. Cool. Record the zoom meeting and we'll walk you through it so that you know what you're doing next time. And it's meant to set a different expectation, almost a slower expectation. I feel like everything on the internet expects so much immediacy that it actually ruins the effectiveness of a lot of things. And so we're choosing to say, okay, you're going to get the quality and it may not be as fast because we're tiny, but it's going to be thorough. There's somebody that you can actually talk to that is actually going to care every single time you have an issue. And I'm going to say that is almost a radical concept. Mm -hmm. Um, 
20 years into the, you know, 20, 25 years into the internet being a part of our lives every single day. It is truly radical. Now, I think the challenge is educating your customers and your clients that if you want this, then you may have to have this. Meaning if you wanna have that um, real, like um, it's really actually what it is. It's like almost like a concierge service. Yep. But you may have to wait a little bit, you know, or may have to wait at, you know, 24 hours to receive a response or something like that. And so I think you must often have to like sort of get your clients used to that idea that, oh, this is, I'm not going to get this answered right away. It's just about setting expectations. And what I have found is that because we don't, I'm not just running Facebook ads and trying to get anybody anywhere. Usually people are coming because they've talked with me before. They've worked with me in one of the get shit done workshops um, where you can get a free trial of Phoenix Virtual Pro and literally build the thing before it every before you ever pay us a dime. They've interacted with me in some way. But if you go to our website, which is uh, phoenixvirtual.pro, Mm -hmm. you'll see there we're setting that expectation in our copy. And that's one of the things that I teach when I do talk to people about marketing strategy is often the disappointment is not in that you are not the best. The disappointment is in that you are not meeting their expectations. expectations. And so if you can set somebody's expectations to something that you can feasibly consistently meet, you can take care of your needs and work within your own constraints and your clients will still love the absolute shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, so what, what, in, well, I know what inspired you to get this business started, but what is the challenges of this business? So the first challenge was honestly me just learning uh, the program itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually where part of the idea came from was they are all similarly mediocre. And I absolutely cried setting up my first funnel in this thing, mm-hmm. but I learned from it and now I can do it really quickly. And so you don't have to suffer because I already know that information. And the other challenge is getting more and more people to know about it. Mm-hmm. I, in the four business brains, there's the four types and the two that are inconsistent are nurturers and spontaneous. That's usually my clientele and I'm spontaneous as hell. I have no consistency as far as like a timeline goes. Like I'm not the energizer bunny. I'm not going to go step by step by step. You will not see me post on Facebook every single day or shoot an email out every single day. And so what I do to overcome that challenge is just build relationships like this one. I work with business coaches who teach the copywriting pieces of it. I work with uh, people who teach the sales page portions or teach the the strategies that they need to use. And I say, hey, I have all the tools your people are going to need. Let me take care of them for you and make you look like an amazing person who has everything covered without having to do all the work. And then I don't have to do the work of teaching them all the strategy stuff. And I get to come have fun little conversations like this. (laughs) So what are your biggest successes, Penny? My biggest successes are the clients that I have that love the work that they're doing. Mm. And that's in the copywriting stuff I've done, the marketing strategy stuff I've done, the people I'm supporting in Phoenix Virtual Pro. I really believe that getting back to a place where we are chasing what we are really good at and chasing what really lights us on fire 
is the best way for us to show up and start connecting with people and start building community because community is the way out of this whole capitalist bullshit nonsense the more we can connect with each other and be there for each other and work together the more that we're going to get our needs actually met with things that aren't necessarily financial money monetary means Mm -hmm. um and so i would say that my biggest success is just every single client that i have that loves what they do and that may not be what you're working on right now because i've also been called the uh sweet release kiss of death marketing strategist (laughs) what does that mean that means that I have clients who think I'm amazing, come in, they work with me and whatever business they've built, they built it on a foundation of shoulds that they learned from all of the marketing advice and business advice that they've seen for people who are not them. And as soon as they end up in a container, that's like, I want to know who you are. I want to know what excites you. And you have permission to be yourself and do this in a way that you want to do it. And they start taking apart that little house that they've built. They realize that the business that they said they came to me with that they wanted to grow was not actually it. And there's this other thing completely. And I I have been the witness of the teardown of several of those. Yeah, I can imagine that because, um, you know, as you know, I started coaching people coming out later in life. And now I'm coaching people from building their business from the ground up. You know, the very mm-hmm. first, you know, the people that are just getting started and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have a conversation after this call about, yeah. How and, I can support your people. <laughs> yeah, you're perfect for my people. Um, but the thing is, is that I am basically telling people like with the coaching, you know, this isn't like a get rich crips, like quick scheme. You don't click, don't chase the shiny objects because there well, are. I think because, it doesn't fulfill you. Well, yeah. And it's, I, you know, it's so funny you just said that because, you know, there's all these people out there not saying, oh, you can fill your Facebook group. Oh, you can sell this. Oh, you can make $10,000. Oh, Three easy can- steps to seven figure years. Yeah. And, and can I tell you something that probably worked for them? I really, mm-hmm. really guarantee you it probably worked for them, but it does it may not be you and what fits your personality. And for me, you know, I had this aha moment because I'm like, you know what? I didn't, you know, I was like, I was going to like keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's not me. I just want to have really, I want to have relationships with my clients. I like my mission statement is about, um, you know, about clarity, visibility, you know, branding, social media, visibility. I mean, that's what I do with people who are brand new and have never done this before. And I realized something is that like, I'm going to be really happy working with people and I don't need to have 5,000 customers. I would exactly. rather have three or 400 or, you know, 100 customers and, um, and, and have their experience to be incredibly rich and fulfilling. And like, I want my clients to be happy. I, you know, if they're not happy, but succeeding, that's not there's really something cool. wrong there. There's and something wrong there. And that's the other thing that makes Phoenix Virtual Pro different is that I don't want dead accounts. Right. A lot of these companies, they want you to sign up for the free trial and then do the monthly thing so that you never yeah. end up actually using it. And you forget I, to. 
I want people to actually come on. That's why I want to partner with business coaches. I want you to come on and build your thing and walk you all the way through to the very end when you have that link and you can share and you can say, go here. Here is where you can pay me. Mm-hmm. That, just closing the circle completely. And I think it's it's interesting because I think that there are some parallels to that, to the queer experience of building, a, especially the latent lifers, of building a life that you thought you were supposed to have, that everybody around you said was so great and you would love it if you did it and here's how you do it and this is what you do. And you wake up at some point and you go, this isn't what I want. Yeah, I believe me, I understand. You should read my book. <laughs> <laughs> because um, literally, I, I was married 27 years to a man. Mm-hmm. I have four kids. Um, my oldest is your age um to my youngest who's 20 um I had checked every box you could possibly check to be considered a successful white woman in this country and and in the world actually and you had a career everything was a stay-at-home mom I'd done all that stuff you know and I wasn't happy and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't happy and and so just because you're, you know, like that's, it's very parallel, you know, when you are in a business and you're not happy mm-hmm. or you're doing something, some other person's way, then it is not most authentic to you. And eventually, like you said, you will start taking your business. If you want to keep going, you will stay, start taking that business down and putting it back together. Another You'll way. start letting go of the pieces that just aren't working for you. I think one of the biggest things in our, in the online business community, and and this really speaks to like how action takers and analysts speak, where they're very direct, they're very focused on goals and details Mm -hmm. is like, this is the way to do it. Here's what I've done. This is the way to do it. This is the goal. This is the result you want to get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to shatter the swim, the swim lesson world a little bit for people. Um, (laughs) A solid 90% of uh, the people teaching your kids how to swim are not good swimmers if they know how to swim at all. And unfortunately, the expensive swim schools that you're sending your kids to that are better than the public ones are worse uh, because they don't require any certifications whatsoever. They'll teach them as they go. And so what you end up with is a slew of teachers who either were swim team kids, so they know how to do it themselves, but don't have any experience breaking down the mechanics of how their body moves and why things work that way. Or you end up with people who really love kids, but just don't know how to swim. And I think we see that replicated in the business coaching area where we have people that have had crazy success but may not have the skill of being able to break it down and understand why, and therefore why this piece would work for me and not for you. Um, And we have people who just really love and want to help people, but may not know how to build a business and just sort of start learning and then teaching immediately as they go. Mm -hmm. And I think once you recognize that instead of all of those people being horrible, unethical human beings, we recognize them for the flawed humans that they are. Suddenly we realize that there are things we can learn from every teacher that we don't need every person to be the person that can do and break it down and can love kids that we can learn from the, the swim team kid and what they know and how they teach in the 
the person who just loves little babies and wants to make it better. So I honestly, I never, I, I have, I have a professional background, so I never had a coach until I wanted to make a transition, but also because I was really lonely. Mm-hmm. I was working on all by myself all the time and I was getting su- more successful and more successful. And like, I have broken rules that you're not supposed to do. <laughs> Like when you read (laughs) Alex Hermosi's book, like I have broken rules that, you know, like, like, you know, my, my ideal client literally was in a huge transition and we're we're often terrified about spending any money. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not like, but that's the person I was trying to help. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I built a business doing it. And so like when they, when you read about business building, Mm -hmm. they talk about your market and knowing if your market can afford it and all that stuff like that. And it was such a, you know, I've, I've done things that you're not supposed to do. And what I've come to realize that I've, I've had two coaches now and each of them are very different. Um, and each of them have given me value. Um, are they per- the perfect coach that has met every single one of my needs? Absolutely not. But they, are, I have learned stuff from them. There's, there was value in each of those relationships. So, and I love what you say, Penny, because not every coach is going to be able to. Um, not yeah. every coach is going to be able to give you everything that you need, but where the other thing that I've been personally unpacking, and this is where I took on the moniker of the anti-capitalist entrepreneur is not everybody has the same goals. If you kind of float in the Facebook online entrepreneur world, it's all 10K months or seven figure years. Like you'll just see it over and over and over over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And like capitalism defines itself very, very simply a business. The purpose of a business is to generate profit for the owner. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if you give a shit about anything other than profit, if anything is above profit in your priority list, when it comes to your business, Congratulations. You are an anti-capitalist entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. We are working towards something different because I think that this idea that business's only purpose is to generate profit is actually, you know, very capitalist, very patriarchal, very white supremacy built. Because if that's what you're chasing, then you're going to throw away the health of people. You're going to throw away the environment. You're not going to look at the impact you're having on your clients. You're not going to look at the impact that you're having on the world. But if something else becomes a priority and money isn't it, then suddenly you have the space to start considering those things. And suddenly community starts building because we're no longer reducing our relationships to dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. So what would be your piece of advice to somebody you've given such amazing advice today? What would be your piece of advice to somebody who is thinking about starting what you're starting, which it sounds like what you, what you have started, which is, and I, you have to stop calling it a mediocre platform. <laughs> just, I'm just, just marketing one-on-one. Okay this marketing one. <laughs> I do it on purpose. I do it on purpose because people think it's hilarious. Uh, and because let's be real, haven't you ever been on a platform and been like, this is not everything it says it's going to be. Right. I'm not going to say it. the platform is good enough for what you need to build it on. It's got some weird quirks because it was built by some tech bros who don't necessarily understand everything about their own client base. 
But what you do have is somebody who does understand you and does understand your client base and is going to be able to help you take what's actually there and build something functional that doesn't leave you in a pile of tears. So if somebody is going to do what you're doing right now, so it sounds like what I, my, I guess my question is, is that you have taken a product and, and now you are putting your own spin on it. Does that mm-hmm. sound correct? Yep. So if somebody's thinking about doing that, what's your first piece of advice? Know your audience. Know, know what is pissing your audience off so badly that they just want to throw their computer out their freaking window. <laughs> I chose to do this because I stumbled on this audience of people and I was part of that audience of like, I wanted the things to be built, but it was so difficult to actually get there either because I was struggling with the tech and the tech wasn't working and customer service wasn't getting back to me. And I was, I'm ADHD as hell. So if I'm starting on a YouTube rabbit hole, who knows where I'm going to end up? It may not be on the same topic I started on. Monday Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) and, And I just had all of these friends that I was helping do this and helping build this out. And so if you're going to white label a product and resell it, move yourself away from whatever that product says it is or says it's for and think about who it is that you know that you freaking love serving and like what you have to offer that's going to make that better and create that that white label product as a tool that you use to help them get to solving that problem. Not as, I don't sell Phoenix Virtual Pro as this is my amazing thing and my snake oil and watch me, it's magic. I sell it as this is the tool that I'm going to help you get to having a functional funnel and a functional website and a functional calendar, which means that you can go off and change the world in the way that you're meant to. Mm-hmm. It's a tool to get to that place. And when you market it as a tool instead of as the thing, you create a transformative journey for that client to go on to see beyond what it is that you're doing. Because let's be real, nobody actually cares about calendars. That's not sexy or exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, but you want them to work. But we want them to work. We want them to work. We want to save our time. We want to spend our time doing stuff like this and connecting. Yeah. Right. And so focus on like, not just the problem, like, oh, this platform is unlimited everything and it will solve every problem and do also do your dishes. Like, Focus on what they want beyond that. Why do they care about it? And know and know them. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Get to know them intimately. And also throw out 90% of the marketing advice you've been given because it's garbage. And start listening to your intuition about what do you know people need? What do you know you have to offer here? And how can you position this tool to help those people that you actually care about? Because then you're going to be working from passion and not for profit. Mm-hmm. Anti-capitalist. <laughs> um, so Penny, how can people find you? You can find me on Facebook. I'm Penny Phoenix. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one. Uh, you can also come find me on my platform, phoenixvirtual.pro. Uh, we have workshops all the time. So if you're like, man, I really just need to get that freaking email sequence up and going. We have those running almost every week. Come on, come hang out. I'll help you set it up until you finally have a link. Um, And if you just want to talk, come hit me up on Facebook because I obviously will just talk forever about this stuff. I'm such a nerd. And tell me about Get Shit Done. 
So get shit done is exactly what it sounds like. It was the, I really just need to get this shit done was what my friend said to me. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me throw this up as an offer and see if like anybody else wants to do this with us. There ended up being four people in the room. They're very small, um, small group workshops. There's a maximum number of five spots in any of them. And it's two hours and it's not me preaching one to many, this is the project and here's the template. And No, we're going to have to sit down and have a conversation about which of the four business brains you are. And then we're going to have a talk about which of the four business brains you want to serve and why you want to serve them and how your product or what it is that you're selling meets those needs. And then we're going to use the language that we develop from that conversation and turn it into an offer or turn it into a freebie or turn it into an email sequence. And then we're going to take that because that's the easy part for those of us who are nurturers and spontaneous people. We love coming up with ideas. Then we're going to make it freaking tangible (laughs) to build it with our tech pros, which is usually me and my partner, Helen, and a couple other people we have in our back end. And they will literally walk you through, click here, add this here, set this here. Here's how you add your domain. Here's this all the way until you have a link to get it all the way done. Because that's what done is. That is. Like, you need to be able to just say, here it is. Because that changes how you're going to feel going out there and talking about it. If I didn't have a website right now to be like, come to phoenixvirtual.pro right now and sign up for the thing, I'd feel real weird kind of trying to promote it. Right. But there are so many people out there who are like, this is my offer. Great. Where can I learn more about it? Uh... <laughs> Where can I pay you for it? Uh, I have a website. I have a website developed by. I actually developed wrote, did my first one, mm-hmm. and then my second one. I was like, I gotta hire a professional for this because mm-hmm. because and I hired a a wonderful lesbian team, one two wives that have been my. They have been with me for four years now. So and um and I'm a big believer in websites because I feel that social media platforms are owned by other people. You mm-hmm. never know going to happen to them they can crash they can burn they can twitter and you end up um if you build your business on a social media platform it will most likely come back to bite you and so you have to have places to send people and stuff like that yep and just tell me one more thing and your business brains now you have a business brains option on your website what is that penny penny the business brains yeah i know yeah. Played with it a little bit. The business brains, I came up with it as a copywriter uh, and then morphed it as a marketing strategist. And it's really, it's one of those like four types personality style things that's going to tell you what your energy looks like and what your nervous system needs in order to feel safe. Because when your nervous system feels chill, you're in your frontal lobe of your brain, you're able to think logically, you're able to think ahead and make the best decisions possible and live in that creative space of getting excited about things and making them happen. Mm -hmm. And people have different nervous system needs. And so when you're considering how you're going to market, it can help you figure out what kind of strategies would work for you in order to be able to keep your nervous system chill as you're marketing your stuff and also pay attention to who you're trying to market to. So if I'm trying to take care of you know, a nurturer, 
I'm not going to give them a button right on the front page is the first thing and ask and be like, hey, will you marry me? No. Okay. Here's a story about why you should marry me. A nurturer doesn't want to see that. They want the opportunity after they've started to get to know you. But an action taker, if you make them scroll down the page, you've lost them because they're ready to take action. And so what this, um, I think I've got a PDF that's going to be linked for the podcast. I'm 90% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I sent it over. Yes, and if you-, you go check out that PDF, it's just a really basic breakdown of what these types are, how they work, what motivates them, and what makes them feel safe so that you can use it to strategize marketing that feels good for you and your people. And do do, let me, let me, I have a question of curiosity. Do you, do people generally market to themselves? The answer is kind of no. So what I have noticed, what I've noticed is there's like a split. Okay. So analysts and action takers both have very consistent energy. Um, Action takers are very high consistent energy. Think like Tony Robbins everywhere all the time. How the fuck do you do it? Kind of person. Um, Analysts are like energizer bunny. Once they have the plan, they're following the plan. They're sticking to the plan. Don't change my plan, but I'm going step one, step two, step three, like forever. Those people tend to cross really well. Um, Nurturers and spontaneous both want to feel seen. Um, Nurturers want to feel seen, heard, and understood. Spontaneous people want to feel seen in an inspiring, like, let's go do the thing kind of way. And so they tend to work better their energies, I describe the nurturers as like a sine wave with highs and lows that are pretty predictable. And spontaneous has like insane highs where like in eight hours, I'm going to do more than the analyst did in a month, but I may do nothing for the next week. And it's a little bit unpredictable. And so spontaneous people tend to mask as action takers and then end up feeling like crap because they'll like hit the first button to get in because they're inspired and then they'll show up for the first two weeks and you'll think they're a rock star and then their nervous system shuts down and they need to breathe and inhale. And so they disappear for a moment in one of their lows. And then they feel that rejection sensitivity of like, I can't go back because I did not stay consistent the way that this person wanted me to stay consistent. And so what I find usually is that Action takers and analysts are very comfortable marketing to and with each other, and nurturers and spontaneous are very comfortable marketing to and with each other. And there's very little crossover, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. It would. Yeah, I could see that. Well, Penny, you are fascinating. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Before she got on, I said, Penny, we only go about 30 minutes, and now we are at almost an hour, but that's okay because I think you gave some incredible, valuable insight and I really appreciate your story and I appreciate your passion. And so thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I'm super excited. You've been listening to Queer Business Success, the podcast that highlights LGBTQIA plus businesses. New episodes are published regularly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other listening platforms. Wherever you're listening, take a moment to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you an entrepreneur who's also queer? Want to share some of your wisdom and experience with the rest of us? We'd love to have you on the show. Just click the link in the show notes to apply to be a guest. Until next time, queer friends and allies, keep taking care of business.